This is a personal story of mine that I'd like to share with you all. The events of this story were during the summer of 2019, when I was around 13 years old. I'd like to keep my country and the resort anonymous for privacy reasons. To some, this might not even be scary, but it was a bone-chilling experience for myself. Please stay safe out there and use this story as a learning opportunity to use in real-life situations that you might come across, because you never know what could happen. Now, if you're all ready, let's start with the story. My father and I went on a trip together to a resort in a neighboring country that resided next to our home. I was very close to my father at the time, and I always latched to his side wherever we went. My father and I were surfing the internet, checking out cool spots to spend our summer vacation for a few days. We finally decided to book a room in a five-star resort that we came across. I remember that I was so ecstatic to travel and go to a huge water resort that awaited me. He and I traveled from our country's airport and arrived at the resort. Now, to describe the layout of the resort, the place was known to be a well-rated plaza that resonated in the area. Not only was this a resort though, but it also had multiple chains of restaurants within it. It also had two huge water parks as well as swimming pools. The overall size of the resort was right around the length of three Six Flags. To those who don't know what Six Flags is, it's basically an enormous amusement park in the US with a bunch of different rides. So you could imagine just how big of the layout the area was. It had tall, colorful slides that spread out to all parts of the resort. I knew a few of the rides there such as the tornado slide that spins you around in circles or those trapdoor slides that drop you from at least 7 to 80 feet and leave you washed away from the adrenaline that you felt seconds prior. I remember that I was just so happy to be there. As the daredevil I was, I tried every single water slide that I could put my hands on. It was an overall a really amazing trip and I had a really great childhood experience. However though, one incident stuck out to me while I was there that will forever be scarred into my memory. The time of this incident was around 6pm. Water attractions were about to close for the night, and I wanted to get my last chance to swim in the water before we left to our room. Mind you, I was the only person in the pool at the time, and my father was watching me from a distance. I was swimming in one of the large pools, just doing stuff that your normal 13 year old did. Swimming, holding my breath, practicing laps around the pool, and so on. I also want to note that I went swimming with flippers, an important detail for later. To give a brief description of the pool, it was a large pool that was divided by a mini bridge into two sections. The large part of the pool was for adults and a smaller shallow side for the kids. I was minding my own business swimming on the adult side of the pool practicing laps when I thought I heard someone calling my name. Now thinking that it was my dad, I looked up and then scanned the area. As my eyes adjusted to the brightness above water, I began to see a silhouette of a person then approach me from a few feet away. I was stunned to see the lifeguard approaching me with a smile on his face. He was a short tan guy that seemed to be in his mid-thirties. The guy was bald with a muscular physique, and to top it all off, he had sunglasses. He was wearing a white t-shirt with navy blue shorts, and he had his whistle wrapped around his neck. So yeah, your generic lifeguard. As I wiped the chlorine-filled water away from my eyes, I focused on the lifeguard while staying afloat in the water, really afraid I was in trouble for swimming on the adult side of the pool. Very surprisingly, he didn't really seem phased at all that I was swimming on the wrong side of the pool. 
He flashed a toothy grin at me and he began making light conversation, with both of us introducing ourselves to each other. Now, I know what you might be thinking. As a child, I was very naive and sheltered. My parents never even taught me about stranger danger, but I always trusted my gut whenever I didn't feel comfortable. I don't remember word for word what we were talking about, but I remember he was remarking on how he saw me swimming and that he teaches nighttime swimming classes for young kids like me. I remember that he was really pushy with the whole nighttime swimming classes gig, offering me an invitation to go there with him sometime. I very politely declined that idea, finding it kind of weird that his class would be held during the night. We talked about a few other topics related to swimming, like cool swimming tricks and also helpful tips to use while swimming. All was well until the lifeguard proposed that he would like to show me how to swim properly in the water and also help me with my swimming posture, flashing me another creepy smile. I fell silent as alarms started going off in my head, knowing that something definitely wasn't right with his idea. All of a sudden, I watched him take off his shirt and then jump and dive in the smaller division of the pool. Since we were sitting near the bridge that divides the entire pool, I was right around seven feet away from this man in the water meaning that I had to swim out of there with only a few seconds to spare before he could catch up to me. With all of my strength, I beat it to the other side of the pool, swiftly moving my flippers up and down in the water. I imagined every worst possible case scenario, either with me running out of air to keep swimming, or him simply grabbing my legs and pulling me deeper into the water with that creepy unnatural smile of his. I desperately moved my arms and legs back and forth in a rush of panic, not daring to look back and seeing just how close he was to me. My father on the other side of the pool noticed there was something wrong from my body language and facial expression. Once I reached the end of the pool, I launched myself on the edge and then quickly slipped off my flippers while I was standing. As I was taking the flippers off, I had spotted the lifeguard a few feet away from me in the water and swimming closer and closer to the ledge of the pool. I immediately bumped into my dad from behind and I didn't have to explain myself as he could tell right away something was wrong. My dad stood in front of me, putting space in between me and the creepy lifeguard. In my mind, I thought that my father would have yelled at him or maybe even hit him, but he just made small talk with the man. At the time, I couldn't process why I was talking to this guy as if he didn't see what the guy just did, but now that I'm older, I realize that he just wasn't trying to aggravate the guy because we're all alone which I still believe he deserved a good verbal beatdown. I suppose that my dad had played Mr. Nice Guy with the lifeguard and just pretended to be cool with him, as they both exchanged numbers from what I could tell. When we finally left the pool, we both booked it to our hotel room. Around 10 minutes later and still power walking, my father's phone rang nonstop. Shockingly enough, the lifeguard's name lit across the screen of my dad's phone. My heart sank to my stomach when I read the name on the screen. I turned towards my father and I asked why the guy was calling him. What my father said back to me made my heart skip a beat. My dad went on to tell me that the lifeguard wanted to hang out with us later that night and that he was going to bring his friends so that we could all meet up together. I stopped power walking and I had stared at my dad in total disbelief. He yanked my arm firmly and kept me at his side, all while glancing back, ignoring the calls. He told me that we had to get going and that we weren't going out with that stranger. Now, I wish the story had ended right there, not ever seeing that creepy guy ever again, but it didn't. The very next day was scorching hot and an absolute perfect day to dive into the cool water of the pools and slides. 
I decided to grab those yellow donut-shaped rafts that are always used for every huge water slide. I was waiting in the line up in the 10-story flights of stairs that connected to the huge water slides. Foot traffic was really slow during that time of day. Bored out of my mind while waiting for the line to move, I naturally looked around to see the kids screaming down the slides, all the different kinds of people chatting together, and overall, just really admiring the scenery of the colorful atmosphere. I began looking in the narrow crowd of people, and lo and behold, I then see it. You guessed it. The really creepy lifeguard monitoring all the people while they travel down the slides. I cursed under my breath, and then more sweat rolled down my face. I couldn't really tell whether it was from seeing the guy again, or just the blazing hot sun, but I didn't care. I just wanted to go anywhere else but near that man. I began using the raft to block my view from him, but it did no use, as he had already spotted me in the crowd. He shouted my name with glee, then took a step towards me, asking me why me and my dad didn't meet up with him last night, and that we could have had some fun. At this point, I didn't really know whether this guy was just overwhelmingly nice to strangers, or if he had other ulterior intentions that night. I stuck with my gut and vigorously shook my head no, and walked up the steps since there was less people in line now. Thankfully, he then left me alone, and he took the hint from me that I didn't want to talk. As I readied myself to launch down the dark winding slide that awaited me, I took one final look back towards the guy. And yeah, he was still just staring at me with that oily, creepy smile. I yanked both poles on each side of the slide and shot down that slide like my life depended on it. As the slide came to an end with an enormous splash, I hopped out of the pool that I landed in and I never went back to the tower I saw him at again for that whole trip. It's been about three years since that incident and I'm currently typing all this in my small bedroom. As an avid scary story listener myself and listening to other people's stories, I felt compelled to write this down. It had been stored in the back of my mind for years now, and although it might not be much, it feels really great talking about it after such a long time, coming from a person who internalizes situations just like these. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, sorry for the brief interruption on the stories. But I wanted to take a quick minute to thank today's sponsor, Acorn TV, for sponsoring today's episode. While TV's been a saving grace for many of us, I'm sure by now a lot of you feel like you're caught up on every show imaginable. But if you're tired of scrolling through the same movies or shows every time, and also miss the excitement of all the weekly releases and brand new binge fests, then you have to get Acorn TV. Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals that you won't find anywhere else. With Acorn TV, there's always something new to discover. It has hundreds of exclusive shows from all around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, and comedies, and so much more. One thing I really like about Acorn TV personally is their true crime selection. One show I've really been enjoying myself is Manhunt which is a true crime series all about a lead detective that's on a case that involves a young French woman's murder in London. The investigation yields no forensics motive or witnesses, but when the detective connects the murder to two other murders, he then realizes he must hunt down a serial killer. If you're ready for a streaming service that offers new stories, new characters, and breathtaking sceneries every week, do what I did and get Acorn TV. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use my promo code CANNIBAL. But you have to enter the code in all lowercase letters, 
That's acorn.tv code cannibal to get your first 30 days for free. Me and my friend Sam, we're both females by the way, decided to take a vacation to Philadelphia to visit the Liberty Bell and the museums in the area, just to get away, and it was only a five hour drive. We were supposed to stay there for three nights and four days, however, we never actually made it past the third night. Most of our vacation was going really great, except for that third day. As we were walking around the city center, it was almost 90 degrees outside. So, as you can imagine, we were looking for some shade to get under while walking back to our hotel. We eventually come across a really long archway that you're able to walk through, so we decided to use that to get out of the sun. When walking through the archway, we pass this man that's sitting on some stairs, and he appears to be homeless. Well, not really thinking too much of it, considering Philly is really full of homeless people and it's broad daylight, we just kept walking. Right as we passed him, I felt something was wrong. It just felt off. I turned around very quickly before my friend could even notice what I was doing, and I see the man standing right behind me just staring. Sam eventually turns around with me and instantly sees my face filled with fear. This man was just staring directly into my eyes, mumbling random words, possibly from another language. Eventually, after just staring for 30 seconds, I finally have the courage to then ask, Uh, what are you doing? There was no response from the man, just more mumbling, but louder this time. I eventually start backing up in a circle with Sam while this man is still on top of me following my every move. The scariest part about it is that he never took his eyes off mine, not even once. At this point me and Sam were totally freaking out and the tears started to fill up in my eyes with the thoughts that I was about to get mugged or even worse. I start to back up out of the archway where there were other people walking around and he continues to follow me, getting closer. We eventually hear a man's voice then call out from the distance. Hey, stay the hell away from them. And we quickly turn around. The man started walking over toward us, but the homeless man didn't budge, and eventually was so close to my face I could smell his horrible breath, all while he continued to mumble these random words. The man that had called out to us then ran over and pulled him away from us. I then immediately burst into tears thanking the man as he stood in between us and the homeless man until he walked away. Looking back on the story, I'm not really sure why I didn't just walk away in the first place and froze like I did, but I was filled with so much fear of what this man was thinking about doing to me that I just couldn't think straight. Trying to forget what just happened, we decided to walk back to the hotel and go get some dinner. As we were eating at the hotel restaurant on the outside patio, which is located on a boardwalk, we noticed someone staring right at us from the other side of the boardwalk, and as you can imagine, it was that same homeless man. We tried our best to avoid it and just continue eating our dinner, even though we were terrified. As we finished up, we looked back one more time before going back to our room, and all you see is the man pointing right at me with a very straight and really expressionless face. Now, not wanting to create an issue, we went back inside. Later that night, we were smoking in my car that was in the parking garage, as that's where we felt we wouldn't get caught. Well, about 30 minutes sitting in the car, we then hear two gunshots go off. That to us sounded like it was right next to us. We immediately got scared, not knowing if the shooter was inside the garage with us. I decided to get out and go see what happened and looked outside from the barred up windows that they had in the garage. What I saw was absolutely disturbing. 
It looked to be a drive-by shooting, and for two small girls from a really small town, this was definitely not something we were used to seeing. As I'm looking down at the accident, I see a man hiding behind a tree near the scene. He was looking right up at me, pointing. It was the same homeless man again. I have no idea how he knew we were up there, or how he knew where our hotel was, but he was totally fixated on me as he never took his eyes off me once. Exactly like before. We ended up checking out of the hotel right afterwards, and we probably won't be going back. I don't know what that homeless man who seemed to be obsessed with me had planned for me, but I'm really glad we got the hell out of there when we did. I'm originally from a town near the Appalachian Mountains in Maryland. I lived there for basically the first decade of my life, and I really loved it there. I made plenty of friends, played baseball, and spent many long afternoons sipping coke in a nearby cornfield, watching the beautiful sunset over the mountains. It was a really great place where I could live a carefree childhood since my neighborhood was in a rural area from a nearby city that was really notorious for gang activity. When I was 10, the real estate company my mom worked for went under due to the economy taking a really bad turn for the worst. On the bright side though, Her friend helped her land a new job in Chicago working for a healthcare company, but this ultimately forced us to move. Unfortunately, my dad wasn't able to join us because he was still attached to a law firm in DC and he couldn't move just yet. Because of this, whenever my brothers and I had time off from school, we'd always go back to Maryland for vacation. For the most part, it was really nice going back there for vacation. The most exciting thing about it was that every time we returned, There was always new developments in the town, and sometimes there were even developments in the rural area where I lived. Sometimes the changes were a bit more subtle, like some wooded areas being torn down, and other times we'd come back to see an entire brand new apartment complex near our old neighborhood. It was quite apparent that the population was swiftly growing, apparently due to many people moving out of Washington, D.C. Fast forward to when I was about 14 years old. It was summertime and we were in Maryland like we would always be for vacation. One of the new developments in the area happened to be a nature trail that went on for roughly about two miles. It was a five minute walk from my house and the trail cut through a small yet lengthy wooded area. There was even a small creek that ran along the first quarter mile of the trail. My friends and I were hanging out one day and we decided we were going to go check it out. Our walk was nice. We saw a surprising amount of profane drawings and messages written in chalk, beer bottles and used condoms all along the trail. There's not really too much to do where I'm from. Well, about a mile into the trail, we noticed a tiny opening in the brush right before the trail would take a sharp bend. The opening would then lead to a small area right next to the creek. This area was about the best thing about the trail. If you continued onward, All you'd see were trees, tall weeds, an apartment complex, and an underpass under the bridge to our neighborhood. A few nights later, I'm in my room grinding Fallout 3 really late at night, and I wouldn't stop playing until around 2am. I laid in bed really tired but unable to fall asleep. So like any rational teenager, I spontaneously decided to go for a walk on the new trail. The lighting was really perfect for that night. The moon lit up the trail nicely since there weren't enough trees above the pavement to block the moonlight. As I was walking the trail, I noticed two people walking pretty far in front of me. The trail was also fairly new, so I didn't really think too much of it. As I continued onward, 
I noticed that the two people stopped at the mouth of the underpass that was located at the trail's end. I started to get a really bad feeling about what was going on, so I slowly backed up when I came to be about 50-ish yards away from them. Next thing I noticed is one of them is starting to shout towards my direction. I couldn't really make out what he was saying, but I could tell by this guy's tone that he definitely wasn't friendly. That gave me all the reason I needed to figure out this wasn't a good situation for me to be in, so I decided to try and make a break for it. As I turned to run away, I hear a series of what sounded like loud popping noises, four in total. As I started running, I heard something small strike one of the nearby trees to my left, and that's when it clicked. I'm being shot at. I sprinted back the way I came faster than I'd ever sprinted before. That on trying to dodge bullets made me really tired. I kept pushing myself to keep moving, even though I was so scared that I swear I thought I was going to pass out. I heard yet another gunshot behind me, but luckily they missed again. I couldn't understand why these people were chasing me and trying to kill me. Did I just witness something at the underpass? Were these people wanted by the cops? My mind was racing just as fast as my legs were. Eventually I kept telling myself that I needed to get off this trail ASAP because with how many trees were along the path, the trail was basically a two-mile choke point with a few occasional curves. I was feeling about ready to give up when I noticed an all-too-familiar bend accompanied by the sound of water gently pushing downstream. This was exactly the opportunity that I needed to slip away from these people. Immediately after clearing the turn, I entered the brush, walked about 10 yards downstream, and then quietly laid prone in the creek with my head tilted sideways so that I could still hear and breathe. I took a few very deep breaths to slow down my heart rate and then force myself to control my breathing so I wouldn't give my position away. Eventually I hear two rapid pairs of footsteps on the trail. It was hard to hear what they were saying but all I could remember hearing was, So what happened? Did we kill him? I laid as still as I could and breathed as softly as possible. Even with that, they still found the opening of the creek. One of them checked the shoreline, then he checked the brush. Eventually, he was standing within five feet of me. Luckily for me, though, the trees surrounding the creek created a canopy of darkness that was able to shield me from the moonlight. Eventually, he gave up and left without having checked the creek itself. Even though I couldn't hear their footsteps anymore, I still made sure to wait a little while before heading home. Once I reached my actual neighborhood, I had heard a car speeding out of the area. I assumed it was them, but I still made sure to cut through backyards and stay really low just in case they were still around. I eventually made it back home sopping wet and still riding the adrenaline rush of a lifetime. I used the back door to sneak back into my house, change my clothes, and laid awake in my bed until morning. Well, a few weeks go by when I then hear my mom talking about how a lot of the thugs from DC are apparently taking the train and moving to my town along with all the ordinary folk. Maybe the two people I encountered were gang members or something. I really have no idea, but I'm just grateful as hell that I was listening to my gut that night, because if I wasn't, I definitely wouldn't be here nearly a decade later.